I'm Bill Carmody, and I'm the Marketing Whisperer. And today, I have the CEO of LegalZoom, John Sa. Hey, John, how you doing today? Life's good. How are you? Excellent. So uh, I actually had the pleasure of seeing John speak uh, earlier this year at a uh, conference called Shop Talk, and I was very impressed with not just I've always been a fan and have been using LegalZoom almost you know for since the founding of my company. But what's really interesting for me is is how John you have continued to transform LegalZoom from when you first started uh, to where you are sort of today, and even the reinvention you're making right now. So what I'd love to do is just have you take us back and talk about why you you know sort of you were on the board of advisors when this first was started what was really the vision for legal legal zoom and how is it transitioned uh, in these sort of different chapters that you've now created so I think always from the gate legal zoom was founded to help people that otherwise could not access the law but I think as we've grown as a brand and evolved uh, in our mission when we think of why does legal zoom exist today and you talk to anyone at legal zoom out of 1,100 people, you're going to get 99.9% to say it's to democratize law. So we've crystallized that message because really we believe access to the legal system, whether you're a small business owner or an individual or a head of a household, is a fundamental right without which our economy and this democracy don't function as intended. And what we've really tried to shine the light on is that most of the middle class and 99% of small business owners have been frozen out of the legal system. It's not like they've always been frozen out. They've actually been getting, it's worse and worse and worse. So over the last 30 years, you've seen trends all over the place, pro se law, meaning you have to represent yourself in court divorce. You know, in 1971, 99% of Californians, both sides were represented by a lawyer. Now that's, so 1% pro se, pro se is now 80% at the end of the family court case. So how do you, we've doubled the density of lawyers and we've decreased, you know, access has diminished by 80X. What's happening there? So that's the problem that we try to solve. And we just want people to be protected from the legal system, have their basic rights represented and make sure it works for you. Well, and, and one of the things that was very attractive to me about LegalZoom was this idea that you have sort of not only democratized the, the sort of legal process, but you've taken the most common documents and created templates um, that basically uh, that you can have your clients actually start with, which then they can sort of customize and then kick back to lawyers to then sort of finalize. And I think what's great about that process is that, you know, you have taken a lot of the pain and anxiety out of just getting basic legal documents done, uh, it becomes a much, much faster process. It becomes a lot more efficient. And more importantly, you know, the, the, the value that's being created is based on the customization and not on the standard boilerplate kind of stuff that is required by to have very powerful legal documents. A very good description of what we do. <laughs> <laughs> and I think inside of that, what we really do is take very high volume common legal needs and say, okay, how can we reimagine and re-deliver that service in a way for greater consistency of quality and a more magical, effortless experience? So when I look at the application of technology, I say, hey, there's 500,000 people every year doing this. Right. You're paying an arm and a leg for something that's moderately complex. If you, you could do it yourself, there's a high percentage chance you'd get it wrong, and there's a percentage chance you could get it right. And a lawyer tends to help you through those particular issues. And I was like, how can we make that highly consistent in quality? And so when you can leverage scale, 
in a highly specialized area with, with a lot of volume, you can now leverage technology to create the consistency of quality. And so for us, the primary application of technology is consistency of quality. The fact that it reduces costs or makes it a more convenient or effortless experience is actually secondary to the consistency of quality. That's the piece. We want to make sure it's the right document for your particular situation, as we want to think about all the variations and then create a technology that adapts for those variations and make sure you get what you need. Well, you know, and I think what you're bringing up is very important because I think most entrepreneurs don't see the legal side of their business as a strategic imperative. You know, a lot of times it's sort of that evil necessity that they have to do because they're being forced to by a state or some sort of government regulation or things like that, or they've said that someone's gotten sued and they're trying to basically cover themselves or protect themselves. But I think what you've done really brilliantly is not only create that consistency of value that you're delivering across all the various different types of legal, but I think you also have shown businesses sort of the breadth and depth of which legal can actually help make this more valuable business um, by actually crossing the T's and, and dotting the I's, you know? Yeah, well, I actually think both trends are true. So as an entrepreneur, I think of accounting taxes and legal as necessary evils. <laughs> so I actually <laughs> share that perspective that you, uh, that, that you opened with, um, which is to say, I believe legal can be a strategic priority for specific businesses. So for example, if you have intellectual property to protect, legal could be front and center of your strategy. So it can be a very strategic asset or resource for certain kinds of company, largely related to intellectual property. For other types of businesses, it's simply saying we live, you know, we live in a, um, well, I think it's a barbaric world, but amongst the, the countries in this world, <laughs> it's, yeah. it's relatively civilized and highly regulated with lots of laws in the U.S. And therefore, you need to understand how to navigate through them. And what we want to say, you know, for entrepreneurs, unfortunately or fortunately, whatever the case may be, depending on your perspective, you've got to do these things. So you have to understand uh, employment law. You have to understand liability. You've got to understand the basics so that they don't get in the way of you building your product, recruiting your team, creating you know, the best possible experience. So it's what we want to do as entrepreneurs is build. And this stuff is stuff we know we need to do. So let's do it as efficiently, as quickly, as conveniently as possible so we can get onto the things that kind of drive us and, and help keep us the passion going. So, I love it. You know, I, I happen to think it is a necessary evil uh, as an entrepreneur. And so yeah. I was like, you know, this is going to be really weird. But I sat down with the team on the supply chain guys. So what if we can take this necessary evil and make it kind of magical and effortless? And they're like, what? I was like, well, just, just step back for a second, right? If you're going into a root canal and you're thinking, oh my God, this is going to be this painful thing. I just want to get it done as quickly as possible with as least pain as possible. And they said, oh, actually, here's a pill. Take it. Go away. We're done. Now you've created, you've taken this anxiety and pain and this opaque area and, and an ex, a low expectation experience. And was like, wow, I didn't know it could be that easy. Yes. Right. And I said, well, actually, if you're healthy, it can be something else. Let's not talk about the downside. Let's get you legally healthy. You know, let's make taxes work for you. Let's, you know, let's make sure you're in the best possible position to do what you want to do in life. 
And so I think part of that is to eliminate the pain and then focus on health, right? And if you can do that in a way that's designed around the customer experience, employing technology and great people, all of a sudden you can create something special. And that's really what we aspire to. So, so t- take me through, you've had now sort of two pivots since that. So you've had the original vision and that hasn't changed. The vision has always stayed the same, but in terms of how you have brought that vision to life, you know, version 1.0 versus 2.0, and now you're working on version 3.0. Talk to me about sort of how your company has transitioned because I think what's brilliant for me is that you, even though you've done a great job in version 1.0, you saw opportunities to improve and you looked at ways to make things even better for your for your clients. So talk to me how you reinvented yourself a couple of times here now and you're sort of going down this new path. Sure. Uh, I think we're following a saying that or an observation, which is I often share with our team, sometimes you can't see the mountain until you climb the hill. Okay. And so the, op- the bigger opportunity is not always the first one that you see. And then when mm. you climb the hill, you see, oh, there's a bigger hill ahead of us. And then when you climb that one, it's what I thought was the big mountain was actually a smaller mountain. And so businesses sometimes being in the thick of solving a problem can see other opportunities. In chapter one of LegalZoom, we're largely an online document factory. (laughs) If you think about it, we were a little bit of the TurboTax of the legal industry. Where TurboTax, hey, you fill out an online questionnaire, the questionnaire adapts to your answers, and out pops a document that's personalized for your needs. In many ways, that's how we handled last wills or trademarks or incorporations or LLCs. And we'd say, great. And in that, we're really kind of a legal document factory that's technology enabled. And our positioning was to be an alternative to a lawyer. I mean, I remember Bob, you know, just saying outright, if you've got a great lawyer, use that lawyer. If you don't have a great lawyer or you can't afford one, don't go unprotected. Use LegalZoom. Yes. Chapter one, legal document factory positioned as an alternative to a lawyer. And our platform of people technology was document automation technology, paralegal kind of stuff on one side, and then sales, customer care, and paralegals on the other. Right. And that was our people plus technology solution. Now, when I go to chapter two of the business, first, what we were listening to our customers, right? We climbed the hill, now doing a lot of volume. They go, you know what? It's not that I wanted to do it myself. I did it. What I, what I really wanted was a flat fee paid by a credit card with a guaranteed delivery time from someone that I trusted. I would have preferred a lawyer could tell me this is right for your needs and give me that additional layer of insurance. So what was missing is, Hey, maybe this is good for 90% of people, but how do I know if I'm one of the 10% that needs to be kicked out? And how do I know this is the right document for my needs? So they wanted to talk to a lawyer. So in chapter two of the business, we added lawyers. And what we did is we added lawyers in a vehicle called the legal plan, which we don't have to go into, but essentially says, I can hire law firms in various states to service our customers. And now when you get your document, you could say, would you like to consult with the lawyer to make sure this is the right document for your needs? And if there's any additional customization based on your particular needs, right? So they would say, oh, does it matter that I'm a foreign immigrant and I'm on a green card and I've started this? And I said, depending on your state, it does. 
And so then they can customize for those particular needs, for example. So when you think about this second chapter, it moved us into subscription and very important in this platform of people and technology. It was kind of document plus advice. And we're, now we had lawyers with legal insurance, if you will, on the document. And what happened is we added lawyers to the people equation. And then we started figuring out the collaboration between lawyer and customer and figuring out that piece of technology that interfaces between the lawyer and the customer. So now we evolved into 2.0 and all of a sudden we're a subscription business because the legal plans a subscription. So we went from transaction to subscription from a team of paralegals using technology to a team of lawyers and paralegals using technology. And now you're creating a fundamentally higher quality solution. And that was great. There were still problems when we climbed that hill though. And in chapter mm -hmm. three, we wanted to integrate it up front. So the way we evolved, you would do your document, you'd go into a legal plan, you talk to a lawyer. And, a lot, and sometimes the lawyer would say, actually, you should have done something different up front. And we'd have to redo it. And so we've re kind of, we've taken the core of what we do and reimagined it and said, what if we integrated a lawyer from day one in the process, not as insurance on the document, but up front, and then created a deeper partnership with that lawyer. So in chapter three, it's really creating technolo technology enabled lawyers dedicated to your needs. So we're in a much deeper partnership now with our customers. Because once I understand your family or your business, I can give you much better advice and I can help you through the ongoing legal needs that I'm probably more aware of what you're about to face legally than you would as a first time entrepreneur. And so now I can help guide you through the whole process. So that's really a fundamental uh, evolution of the business. And we've got your lawyer. <laughs> that's not to say though, that you have a dedicated lawyer as part of the service. You actually, to me, I understand that you have more of a, you're, you're consulting with somebody up front, but then they're basically helping to build a profile. Is that correct? Or did I get that wrong? So what you are seeing today is largely chapter two of our business. Chapter okay. three of the solutions that we're building now. So you'll see it, for example, we've already launched it in the state plan. In the chapter two model, um, prior to it, you would get a last will, and then you would subscribe to the legal plan. Then you would talk to an estate planning lawyer, and the lawyer would look at the will that we've done for you and say, oh, I think that works. Or, you know, let me ask a couple of extra questions about your blended family situation, and, and then you get advice. But that would, you get the document first, then the advice. Now we have what's called the state planning bundle. So the first thing you do is sit down and talk to an estate planning lawyer. And the lawyer tell, asks you about your family um, and says, okay, when you go through the questionnaire, these are the things that I want you to think about. And then we're going to customize this for you. So by having a lawyer up front guiding it, it's much more front and center. You're getting their advice through the entire process. So it's almost the lawyer helping you employ the technology. And now whenever you have edits to that document, you're in a subscription with that lawyer, so now all the edits and changes to your state planning documents are done under a single subscription with no incremental charge outside the subscription. So you can call that lawyer you know, once a month, once a year, 10 times a month, all for the same flat price to get any kind of legal advice that you need, and they'll keep doing your legal estate planning. And so, for example, a year from now, if you do it, uh, someone will call up and say, by the way, did you have another family? Did you change homes? Did you change jobs? Did you change insurance? All of these things would impact our state plan. So I just want to make sure it's up to date. So now that's a fully integrated technology enabled experience, you know, where it's just, it's not document plus lawyer, but attorneys using technology to help you. 
I, I really I really resonate then with you what you said earlier about sometimes you have to climb the hill to see the mountain. I think what's happened is is that you know where I think a lot of entrepreneurs get tripped up is they fall in love with their product and they're so obsessed with how great the product is that they sort of continue on that even long after that product is not they recognize it doesn't serve their customers' needs. I think you've you've really done a great job of understanding the pain associated with sort of integrating legal into the business. And so by going into version 1.0, that led you to 2.0, which is leading you to 3.0, you've really not sort of fallen in love with your product or offering. You really fall in love with sort of, hey, are we delivering the, the value that our customers need from us? And if the answer is no, where are we coming up short? You're finding the ways to sort of fill those gaps. And I love the fact that you sort of have started that way and you've gone all the way through. Uh, now I'm going to ask... Yeah, it's kind of a chain reaction. If you believe one thing, you're forced down a long path. So it's important that you understand that belief up front. And for us, it was you've got to listen to the customer. And every criticism is a learning experience. Yes. And entrepreneurs are the most demanding customers I've ever serviced in my life. As an <laughs> entrepreneur, I totally get it. We want the world at our fingertips. Nothing's perfect. Faster, better, cheaper, higher quality. I want it all. Um, and I want it yesterday. Um, right. I'm dying, so it's everything's an emergency. So by listening to this demand, I mean, literally millions of conversations we've had with entrepreneurs um, and individuals, they then say, I want this, this is what you're not doing right, and they're very vocal. So if right. you listen to that, and you're really going to be customer focused, and you metric the whole, whole organization on, we do it on NPS, Net Promoter Scores, and um, every negative comment, Every month, we, you know, from all of our customers are, are filtered um, and sent to every VP and C level of the company every single month to read in its entirety. And it forces you to evolve because you can't stand still. And you're, you're, you're never, that is a, a customer that will never be happy, but will always guide you to something better. So as long as you listen to them, we were forced to evolve. That's great. Yeah. Now you've been you've been the CEO of LegalZoom for the better part of fifteen years now. I'm really curious. I mean, knowing what you know now, what do you wish someone would have told you when you first sort of started out? Like, what's some good insights now, having that ability of time to go back and look at sort of all the things you've accomplished, and what what do you wish someone had told you earlier on in the process? Uh, it's a lot of the things that we talked about. Um, so in my career, I started off uh, in the internet and had like seven companies in the first seven years. Hmm. So it was that zero to 20 million rush. You know, you start with a small group of three to five, you build it out to, you know, 30 to 50 people, get to a million, two million dollars a month. Then we would transition it over and then we do another one and another one and another one. And um, I love that startup kind of that first phase. But at a certain point, I realized I wanted to raise a family. And once I took something to, you know, 100 million, you're like, oh, I actually like the 20 million to 100 million journey too. That's kind of interesting. And it's a better, more manageable work-life balance. Uh, it's not great, but it's much better than the startup side. Yes. And um, I was at a career mentoring uh, session and on panel with a guy, and he says, hmm. Um, he gave some great advice to the folks. He said, in your career, Every decision you make opens doors and closes them. In the beginning, you're opening most of them, you're closing few. As you progress, you start to close more and more with each decision. 
as an entrepreneur, there's a corollary to life as an entrepreneur. When you start a business, that's the beginning, and all doors are open. You're creating a solution. It's great. You fall in love with that solution. Mm -hmm. But to this evolving as a business, if you don't change and you don't evolve, you're going to close some doors and open them for your competitors. So what I didn't realize um, when I was a serial entrepreneur in the early stages is how I could take one business and constantly evolve it. So my imagination and passion can kind of get rekindled with each evolution of the business. Each chapter became something new. Another, because like if you're sitting on top of a hill, you get bored. You know, right. you, you know, you're to climb a hill, right? You go, you go, you know, mountain climb or whatever, or you are hiking. You go to the top, and you took two hours to get there, and it's like eh, about ten minutes at the top. Like, okay, I'm good. Like, so, you know, so it's the journey that we're addicted to. And we don't really sit on top to enjoy the view all that long, right? Immediately, I'm at the top going, what else is there to do? Oh, that one looks good. There's another mountain over there. Let's go climb that one. <laughs> I realized is as an entrepreneur, I was looking for another hill to go from the bottom to climb, as right. opposed to taking what I built and going further. Mm -hmm. And I think I didn't realize that early on in my career that I can evolve the company to bigger and bigger challenges. And so when I think about starting something today, I think about where it can go, not what I do in stage one, but kind of in your mind, where can it be five, 10, 15 years, and then work backwards. And I think as a startup, I always thought about it in three month, six week chunks of this feature set, this function, get it to profitability, get the team up, get the first customer in. So these metrics and milestones where now I'm, I, I think about the long game before I start. Hmm. Fascinating. That's great. John, I really appreciate all the time you've given us today. Um, is there anything else you want to cover off on that we haven't touched on uh, so far? Um, no, this has been fun. This is interesting. I Appreciate it. I appreciate it. I think I think you've got a really wealth of insights, and I think for entrepreneurs who are looking at what their legal strategies are and how are they actually taking advantage of the services you provided, um, you really have provided a really uh, a strong wealth of of legal insights as well as the ability to now engage with the legal community in ways that I think you know you really are leveraging the people, the process, and the technology extremely well. So thank you for putting that together, and thank you for uh, spending. Some time with us today. I really appreciate it. Thank you. And well, actually, when you gave me yeah. that question, one thing did pop up, which is in the next 24 months, you're going to see a slew of new products and services launching from LegalZoom. And for the entrepreneurs out there, I want you to just understand what we're trying to do is make it easier for you to build whatever you're building, your team, your product, your customer base. We're going to take an entrepreneurial, customer-centric approach. We're going to listen to you. We have a lot of experts in legal. We have a lot of experts in technology. We're taking that collaboration of diverse skills and talents and saying, how do we build something special for you? Because if we don't, we're not going to have the job. <laughs> this country is really dependent on entrepreneurs to, yes. to create the job, to build things that make our lives better. And right now we've got too much baggage and I'm just trying to eliminate the dead weight so people can run where they need to run. Um, and uh, uh, if you can be patient, stay with us. You, you know, many people love what we do today and we appreciate that. But I think the next 24 months, some really special things are coming up very specifically for entrepreneurs. Awesome. John Sa, 
CEO of LegalZoom. John, thank you so much for your time today. Really appreciate it. Appreciate it.